Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole, bringing you sports from a West Side point of view. Let's get to the rundown. UC and Kentucky are both in action this weekend, and neither one of them can just have an easy game. They don't want to be stressful and stress us all out. Should, should have been two easy wins for them, both teams. And the Houston Cheating Astros are at it again. They just cannot get out of their own way. It's it's just ridiculous. I'll get into that in a minute. All right, my Bearcats. They showed up this weekend. Barely. <laughs> like I said, we cannot have an easy game. I was down at the Holy Grail last night. Or, yes, excuse me, yesterday afternoon. I was just hanging out there with uh, Mo Egger. Had a great time. Um, and we are both just saying, you know, I want a nice, easy win. You know, like Mo said, they have the game in the background. It's background noise. You know, the game's over. It's in hand. It's good. Cruise to a win. <laughs> well, that didn't happen. They won. <laughs> they didn't cruise to anything. Bearcats won in overtime. 70-60. to 60 Seven over East Carolina in overtime. That's our third consecutive overtime game. Sixth OT game of the season. Javon Cumberland fouled out of the game. Jaron Cumberland, or it's not Javon. Jaron Cumberland fouled out of the game. Javon really didn't do much. I didn't, he didn't play much. I'm not sure what was going on there, but thank goodness for Keith Williams. Now, Keith missed, I won't say it's an easy layup at the end of the game, but to me, he made it a little bit harder than he had to. He brought the ball down too low, and he just could have went up and made the layup in regulation, and we win. Either way, he showed up in overtime and made some unbelievable shots. The first three-pointer was basically he turned around and shot it. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, good. All right, he made it. Woo-hoo. Wow. He was, you can see, Key scored six of his 17 points in overtime. Trey Scott was there, not the 25 and 19 against Memphis, but 17 points, or excuse me, 14 points and 12 rebounds. And then, did you see freshman Zach Harvey? He hit a huge three-pointer with 24.3 seconds left in the half, or excuse me, in the game. That was unbelievable. I'm like, I'm holding my breath like, okay. Whoo! It went in. It was a good shot. I mean, and that's that's guts right there. He's very got confidence because he doesn't play a lot. He's starting to play more now. But that was huge. Like I said, Keith Williams, somebody had to step up. Cumberland got five fouls. Cumberland's got to realize that they know what his play is. His play is to take the ball and drive it down and try to get a layup and run over a guy. Well, they're starting to watch to see if the player is actually there, you know, to call a block or a charge. Couple of them I didn't really think were charges, but I think that's where Jaron has just got to slow down and kind of maybe pull up for a jumper instead of doing it every single time. Because the guys are just, they know that's what he's going to do. They're going to drive it. They're going to try to get in front of him and, and draw a charging foul. Maybe if he could stop, hit a little, you know, five foot jumper, that might get them to stop doing that and it might help him out. But he really, last two games, he's distributing the ball excellent. He's just not scoring. I mean, he had that great game at Wichita, and he just hasn't scored as much. Now, don't get me wrong. His defense has been fine. He's Like I said, he's passing the ball. Unbelievable. His passes are phenomenal. But we need him to score. But the good thing is, he wasn't there. And Keith Williams and Trey Scott both stepped up and 
the Bearcats ended up winning. So, now, does this affect how UC's going to be looked at uh, getting to, into the tournament as far as, you know, they almost lost to Eastern Carolina? I don't think so. I think they're going to look at it. They won. It's a road game. It's a conference game. All conference road games are hard. I don't care who you play. If it's in your conference and you're on the road, it's going to be a hard game. I mean, it's that's just bad. That's just college basketball. It's one of the reasons I love college basketball because you never know what you're going to get. You know, I mean, like I said, I was hoping to be a nice, easy game, but it wasn't. NBA, they just kind of show up and yada yada yada. We'll play, and sometimes we'll play, sometimes we won't. Hell, they even sit out games. So that's why I just I can't get into the NBA anymore. I mean, that's why I love college basketball. But right now, UC, I think, is firmly in the NCAA tournament. Now, we still got a long ways to go. Two weeks, to me, is the big game at Houston. Um, I don't think, I, I don't want to say I don't think they can win, but that's going to be a really, really tough game to win. That's why they have to win, I think, the rest of it. And that way, that way they're playing with house money. And if they lose it, it's not as big a deal. If they win it, great, but you can't lose against East Carolina like you almost did, and then you got South Florida coming up. You got to beat them. So it's still, UC is not out of the woods yet, but they're getting there. All right, brings me to my big blue nation. Not my blue, big blue nation. Your big blue nation. I'm just reporting on it. <laughs> anyway, UK. Last couple games, man. I, I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they they had let's see here. It took them forty minutes to recover recover from the worst scoring half all year they've had. The Cats were led in points with by Nick Richards with sixteen points. They ended up winning 67-62. I mean, it's good they quickly showed up because he scored eighteen or excuse me twelve of their eighteen points down the stretch. If it wasn't for him, they might have lost that game. I mean. Ole Miss was ready to play. I mean, they were ready to play. And Ole Miss has been on a, a winning streak here lately. They've been playing pretty good. And I just don't understand what UK's doing, man. These players, are like they did in the Vanderbilt game. Like, the first half, they're just not showing up. And then second half, is like, okay, we'll decide to play now. I was like, come to the SEC tournament or the, the dance, you're not going to be able to do that. You're going to be going home early. And they've got... Good enough players that this shouldn't be happening. So whatever their mental block they have when it comes to the first half of a game, they need to get that fixed quickly. Now this just came out today. ESPN is reporting that the Cleveland Cavaliers and coach John Beeline may be parting ways after the All-Star break. I don't think it's gone anywhere close to how Beeline thought it would. Um... Cleveland's a very, unfortunately, dysfunctional uh, NBA basketball team. And I don't think, I wasn't really sure about that hire to begin with. He's been a college coach the whole time. NBA players don't like listening. I mean, they kind of do what they want to do. It's kind of a, you got to kind of more suggest to them how to do stuff. Or it's not do it my way or else, or they'll rebel. So, ah. That's kind of the way it's looking for Beeline. I know Beeline signed a five-year contract, and he hasn't even made it through the first year, and he might be done. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. I have no idea who's going to be their coach or 
who would want to be their coach right now. And like I said, I'm a Cavs fan, so I would love them to get it figured out. But it's not looking so good right now. All right, that brings me to the best thing I saw over the weekend. What was yours? You can tweet it out to me at Sports with Strawberry Ice. Handle Jeff A. Trenopole, T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. All right, <clears throat> I can't leave the story alone. It's I despise this story. I wish it never happened. But it's the Houston cheating Astros and clown Rob Manford. He went on ESPN and discussed with Carl Ravage his decision and why he came to as far as not suspending the players. It's ridiculous. Dude, you're wrong. You're too scared to try and do it. You should have done it. There has already been a precedent for doing it over and over and over again. Their names are Shoeless Joe Jackson and the Chicago Black Sox and Pete Rose. You suspended them for the counterbalance or whatever of of, uh, Major League Baseball. Or excuse me, the competitive balance. That's what I was trying to say. Competitive balance of Major League Baseball. I'm sorry. You know what pitch is coming? You're a Major League Baseball player? Yes, that is a huge advantage. Cody Bellinger, I'm not a Dodgers fan, but I love what he said. He ripped the Astros. Basically, calling out Altuve. He stole the MVP from Judge, Bellinger's words, and they stole the World Series from the, from the Dodgers. Again, Bellinger's words. You can check it out. I got to post it on the uh, uh, Facebook page, Sports with Strawberry Ice. And then Jose Correa. He comes out and says, oh, you got to get your facts straight. You don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. All right, Jose, what are the facts? You were there. You probably participated. What are the facts? What actually happened? What did you do? And how can you defend that? And how, in your words, does that not change the outcome of baseball games? Please explain. I would love to hear it. But your pompous ass coming out here saying, oh, you don't know the facts of this and blah, blah. What are they? You guys, the Astros have never said what they are or what you did. All we had to go by is what Rob Manford said. So if it's wrong, tell us. If that's not the reason that Altuve got the MVP or didn't help him get the MVP and you guys knowing what pitch was coming didn't help you win a World Series, please explain to me why. And what are these facts that Bellinger had wrong. What are they? Tell me. <laughs> but that's the best thing I saw. Just watching these guys try, trying to defend cheating. Trying to defend them stealing possibly an MVP and possibly stealing a World Series. Can I definitely say it, 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 uh, it helped them win? Yes, of course it did. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> if you're a major player and you know what pitch is coming... Yes, it helped. I know people, I got friends around like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about this. Well, you know what? Rob Manford should have nipped it in the bud and suspended the players. Suspended all of them. Took the banner down. Did something. Suspending the manager and suspending the general manager. Fine. I, I had no problem with that. Well, you should have kept going. But you didn't. And I don't think you're going to. And for you to go, Rob Manford, for you to go on a national uh, TV show like ESPN and try to defend what you did, dude, it made you look even worse. It made you look as bad as the Astros owner did the other day. <laughs> so it's just one big mess. I baseball, I love baseball, but they just screw things up and then they make it worse. 
So that's, to me, that was the best thing I saw. It just cracks me up. <laughs> what happened? Anyway, it's Monday. We got a long ways to go. What's going on with your sports weekend? Or yeah, what happened in your sports weekend? Let me know. Tweet it out. Tell me down below. That's just sports, baby. Um, Strawberry Ice, otherwise known as Jeff Trenopole. Tweet me out. Check it out. My Facebook page, Sports with Strawberry Ice, Instagram, Twitter, all that. All right, that's it. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Take it easy.